0: With more than 4 million sellers on Etsy, how can creative entrepreneurs like yourself stand out from the masses and sell more of your handmade goods without wasting hours on social media? That is the big question, and this podcast is the answer, where you will learn insider tips and proven strategies on how to turn your Etsy side hustle into a full-time business, giving you the freedom to be your own boss, have time with family, and more time to create. Hi, my name is Jenny Hall, and you're listening to the Handmade Sellers Podcast. Let's do this. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Handmade Sellers podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Hall. And today I have a very special guest, Anna Beck. Hey, Anna. Hey, Jenny. (laughs) excited to be here today and to share your story. So go ahead and I just want you to introduce yourself and tell everyone all about you. What do you do and what do you sell?
1: (laughs) Okay, sounds good. So my name is Anna Beck. I am a six-figure... Etsy store owner. I actually have two stores. One is just about to cross the six figure mark, and then my other one has done multiple six figures. So that's been really fun. I also am a stay at home mom and I have three kids. So I sell print on demand products on Etsy and Amazon. And I love it so much because I don't have to touch these products. I just have to create designs for them. And then I use print on demand companies and integrate them to Etsy to create these products. So it's kind of digital in a way, but I still get the benefit of shipping a physical product, but I don't have to do the work of shipping the physical product. So that is what I
0: do. I love it. So print on demand for those of those Etsy sellers or people interested in selling print on demand, like can you tell them what that means? That is like this big word right now, but what is print on demand exactly?
1: Yeah, so print-on-demand, the way it works is as a seller like myself, I create a design. You can do this on Canva or Photoshop, and then you can use a print-on-demand company. And these are companies who have products like mugs or jewelry or t-shirts. And you use their software to upload your design, and it will create a digital mock-up of what this product would look like if you were to put your design on the product. And then you can integrate it with Etsy and it will make a nice listing for you on Etsy. And then if the product sells, that order will go to the print on demand company and they print the product (laughs) on demand, meaning they print it when you get that order. So the benefit is, is as a seller, you're not having to buy inventory. You're not having to print it. You're just kind of like a partner in selling this product and doing the design and the listing and then relying on these print-on-demand companies to do the fulfillment for the order. So it's it's really awesome because if you're trying to make passive income and you're a stay-at-home mom like I am, or maybe you have a job or a part-time job, it's a great way to quickly kind of create all these little mini income streams and then not have to worry about the shipping and the printing or anything like that. And so you can fit this in to make that extra money. Or, you know, it can be a hobby. It
0: started out for me kind of as a hobby. And yeah, it's just a great opportunity. So, okay, you started, what, a couple years ago. How did you first decide on that first product you were going to sell? Like, how did you, how did people even begin to choose a product? Okay, so I actually started with Merch by
1: Amazon. This is It's kind of like a print on demand program, but it's a little different where if your product sales, you actually get a royalty check for that. So this was the first program I came across and this was five years ago. And it was really, really fun because, it was really fun because I had listed a product. It was one of my first products and it actually sold that day. It was super crazy. And then like, Five weeks later or four weeks later, I ended up making $10,000 in profit. And it was crazy. So the way that I came up with that first product was I had a holiday. It was Halloween. Halloween was coming up. And so I thought, okay, I didn't have any design skills at all. I was terrified. But my sister had been doing this program too. And she was uploading stuff and making money. So I thought, okay, Halloween is coming up. I'm just going to throw up whatever I can think of. And I just listed a bunch of things. Okay. I kept it super, super simple because I, again, was terrified to even try and figure it out. And yeah. And then it just kind of took off. And that is what's so amazing about doing things on the internet is you just never know when something's going to take off. And a lot of times it's the most simple stuff. It's like not complicated at all.
0: That's amazing that you saw results so, so quickly. You got a sale, what, the same day? Yeah, for this particular
1: product. So it's not always like that. In fact, I always tell people if you're failing, you're probably getting close to winning because with print on demand, you do need to list a lot of products. And what I find is that you have to build a portfolio of designs. And usually you're only going to have like three to 10 products that are going to be your consistent sellers and bring in the most revenue. Then your other listings may bring you onesies and twosies. And then you might have a lot of listings just go to the Etsy graveyard. So there is a lot of failure in this game, but it also is how you win as well. So I tell people not to get too frustrated because it can be really frustrating when you're listing a lot of products and you're like, why am I not getting sales? And that's just because it can take time. But you can have things also take off and bring in a lot of money, especially during those holiday seasons like Halloween, Mother's Day, Christmas. Those are just such amazing opportunities for online sales.
0: Okay, so for someone started out, someone who is interested in doing print on demand, what are some companies that you know of where they could go to to start finding products? I know there's so many out there, but what companies do you like? Yeah, that's
1: a great question. So, I do encourage people to first research stores on Etsy to see what is selling well and trying to understand what makes a store successful. Okay, because sometimes people will hear that a certain product is just selling really well, and so they're like, I'm going to sell the product. Well, that's fine, but you need to understand what makes a store like the big picture come together so that it can support a best selling product. And then Places that I like to go for these products, one of my first ones is Printify, because Printify has lots of options for print-on-demand products. So they have t-shirts, they have mugs, they have posters, I mean just dozens of dozens of products. I love ornaments from Printify too. Ornaments are an amazing product and they actually sell year-round. So that's another hint. Go to it. ornaments are actually really awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and then I love Shine On. They have been a really great company and they're starting to release some new products that I'm really excited about. I really believe in trying to get to products and be first to them. And I like to follow Shine On for that because when they do release a product, it can be a great viral opportunity. I also like a a print on demand company. It's a little lesser known. It's called Spod and they have t-shirts and mugs the connection with them, the integration with them is a little bit more difficult. However, they're they're so reliable with their products. They have a 48-hour turnaround promise and they're very good at keeping to that. So yeah, it's been it's if whenever I can use them, I do that just because they are so reliable. Yes. Um and then my last recommendation, yeah, my last recommendation would be custom happy. They have some really great products, they've been very reliable. They don't have an integration. However, like I said, there are things that I send to them sometimes just because of their reliability.
0: That's uh, The 48-hour turnaround time is huge. That's amazing. Okay, so what happens, let's yes. say someone gets a product, they buy it, but they want to return it. What happens with the print-on-demand product if they want to return that?
1: Yeah, so this is a question I get a lot. And really, I you can... Sorry, I messed this That's one. Up. Okay. <laughs> um, the question was when you get a return. Okay. So I do get this question a lot. If you get a return, you have some choices. You can have the person send it back to you because ultimately what you're doing is you're buying the product from the print-on-demand company. So it's not their responsibility to deal with your returns, it's your customer and you buy essentially bought the product for your customer. So you can choose to have the customer send it back to you. My favorite method is just telling the customer to keep it so that they don't have to deal with the return. And then I give them a refund anyways. And the reason why I do this is because everyone's happier. I don't have to deal with the product. I'm never going to reship out a product that somebody has returned just because I don't have any interest in that. And yeah, everyone's just happier all around. I also don't get a ton of returns. So, if I only take, let's say, thirty returns a year, it's just not a a big deal to me. yeah, No. okay. A lot of people are thinking, what do I do with this this return? It's like, well, I don't know. It's just not worth my time. I'd rather put my energy into creating new products or trying to make a product that's selling will sell even more. That's where my energy, wants to go. And a return is just a very small part of the equation in making um, my business run. So I just don't care about that. And I'm happier just for someone to, (laughs) just to keep it so I don't have to deal with it. Yes.
0: You don't want all of those products coming back to your house. Even though third is not a. but still like make the customer happy and move on. (laughs) I like that. Yes. Yes, Yes, exactly. Okay. What about for someone that doesn't have really good design skills? but they're interested in this. What do you say to someone that wants to start doing this? Like, where do they get the designs or where should they start? Yeah.
1: So there are some great options because we live in – the modern age where you can not have any design skills. You don't even have to use Photoshop anymore. My favorite place is Canva. I'm almost always on Canva now doing all my designs, which I think so many people are now. And they have some great templates. There's also a program called Kittle, which has some really awesome trending templates that you can just kind of adjust and play around to make it your own, depending on your niche. And you can also use different websites that have clip art, like uh, Creative Fabrica is another great place. And it's only like, I don't know, $5 a month or something to use. And you can use the clip art there. So it's really, really simple to put things together. And I'm going to tell you two stories to illustrate how you can keep things so simple and still make sales. And I recommend doing this. So the first one would be, I'll go back to that first seller that I had that only was two words and I was telling Jenny earlier that it was I think in like aerial font it's so it was so ugly there was nothing impressive about it right <laughs> um but it was two words and it was enough to go viral and I made ten thousand dollars in profit
0: um, it's amazing
1: Anna no, like amazing yeah yeah it's crazy and that design still sells five years later it still sells really really well at Halloween time so Yeah, people are not complicated. Like they just want simple stuff. So the second example would be when Shine On came out, I came across them. Well, they'd been around for a while actually. And I came across them and I thought, okay, I'm gonna try putting this into my Etsy store. They're really big into Facebook ads, but I didn't understand that. I only understood Etsy and Amazon. So I was like, I'm just gonna do it my way and try and figure it out. And I did. And I listed the product and I thought, okay, if I get a sale in the next few days I'm going to stick with this and so what I did is I was like I'm just going to do this very very basic and that's the one of the reasons why I love shine on products is because I'm not a strong designer I actually still get nervous about it because I'm just not very good so I was like I'm just going to do the most basic thing that I can think of and there's nothing special about it it's just mostly text again and this product again took off and six weeks later I ended up making $100,000. a hundred thousand dollars. It was insane.
0: Like that's amazing. In you just have products go viral. Like what is it? Like you just have really, really good. Is it because you did background research, or is it because you stuck to something simple and you beat the market to it first? Like what is it, Anna?
1: Well, uh, I don't know about that. I, I think the important thing is that you just have to. Put things out into the world. You like you just got to start, right? And so you can't get lucky if you're not trying. And so I think there was an element of of trying which brought luck. And then uh, with that hundred thousand dollar run, I had learned some skills from the first time I had the ten thousand dollar run that I applied to push this product even further. And so you get experience, and and so you can navigate these things better as you learn and and you grow. So you know, I'll be completely honest, like I'm not making six figures every month anymore. But I like to tell my story to tell people and encourage people that you don't know what can happen unless you're unless you try and you're putting things out there. And it is possible it could happen. But if your goal is only to make a $1,000 a month, like that is that is totally doable. And it's also doable to make more than that. And so I just I do like to tell people like keep it simple cuz human beings like simple things. They they don't you don't want to complicate it because you might distract them like oh they didn't like the purple colored heart. They would have liked red. Well, somebody else wanted the red heart and, you know, not the purple. And so when we keep it really simple, then we just make the decision um for the customers just so much easier.
0: Yes. Uh yes, absolutely. So, how do you How do you promote the most? Do you have, um, are you on Instagram for your shop or shops, or are you on Facebook, Are you on TikTok? What do you, what do you do for social media?
1: Um, well, to be honest, for my stores, I don't really do anything for social media. So I know, yeah, it's something that I need. I probably need to do, but yeah, I've I've just tried to focus on having really good SEO. I do like Etsy ads. Mm there's something that have that has grown on me. They haven't always been my friend, but I've improved. So I do like that. I did Pinterest for a long time. Well I actually had a gal doing Pinterest for me and that brought in a lot of traffic. And then she um she stopped doing that because she was doing her own thing. And I would say I I will tell people to learn from my mistakes that this year I didn't drive any traffic for my mother's day listings from Pinterest and it made a difference. So Mm Pinterest has really helped me in the past and it's it's something that I know I can't skip out on now cuz I could see the difference yeah. in my store this year. How
0: often was she pinning when she was? Um every day. Every day. Do you know how many pins she was doing? Yeah.
1: Um I think she's just doing a couple. Yeah. A couple a day cuz that's when they changed the policy to not have just like they wanted the fresh pins. Yeah. And so and one thing I didn't realize this is something that I learned from a Pinterest coach that, so I'm also an Etsy coach as well. And I had a Pinterest coach on t- to talk about Pinterest. <laughs> and she was telling me, all it takes is just like a simple change in your pin. Like you change the color and that's now a fresh pin. So I didn't realize, like, I was always thinking you need to come up with a new masterpiece, but it could just be like a font change mm-hmm. or a reposition of the main, Image that you have. Did you know this, Jen? No, I did
0: not know that. I thought, like, <laughs> okay, design. So, one just one component of the design that's enough to be a fresh pin. Yeah, Is it, yeah. So, it,
1: again, it, we don't ever need to overthink it. Yeah,
0: would a title change be it, or it has to be on the image itself? Uh-huh. That I want, it? no, no, yeah. I, th- no,
1: no, for the image, it needs to be like one tweak in the image. In the image. Yeah. And then that's enough for a fresh pin. That is so yeah. good to know. So I know. Isn't that good to know? Because I was thinking you have to come up with all kinds of new things. But yeah, she's like, no, you just, you could even move the image down just a little. Wow. And that's enough for that to be a new image.
0: Amazing. Or a new pin. Now everyone's gonna go yeah. easily put five pins every day for their Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like now we know that we can bulk create. Yes. Well
1: the nice thing about that is you can bulk create and then schedule it out. So it's just a lot less overwhelming than what I think a lot of people yeah. think. So Yes.
0: Um yeah. And then what was the other thing that I was going to say? Oh, okay. When you're doing your research, do you like E-rank, ever B? What do you do for your research?
1: Oh, my gosh. I love Insight Factory.
0: Have you jumped on Insight Factory? I'm writing this down
1: right now. (laughs) Oh, gosh. I love Insight Factory so much because they just make the information, like, childproof. It's like you, I don't know if childproof is actually the word for it. They make it so that a child could do excellent SEO on their listings. Nice. So super easy. Yeah.
0: Super, super,
1: super easy. Essentially they gather the information and they present it to you in such a simple way to say, Hey, this is your best opportunity. Take it or leave it. Nice. Like it's just that easy. So when I'm on insight factory, what you're going to see is there's a few columns and one of them is sales in the last seven days and then um the other column is when the date was or when the listing was released okay i like to look at both of those because if on the seven day listing you have all these listings from this search term from this keyword that are getting sales that means that that keyword and that niche is really really hot okay because that means lots of buyers on Insight Factory, you have a few columns. So the ones that I like to look at first are the seven day sales. Mm-hmm. And then the next one is the release date. So the reason why I want to look at seven day sales is because if those listings that they're showing are getting sales in the last seven days and and almost all of the listings on that search result that they're showing to you has sales, that means that niche is really hot. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I I have a lot of students who think that because they've heard someone do really well with a product that that product can just they can list something and it's going to do well. But that product could have died or that one product that somebody else has listed could be kind of an anomaly. You know, and you couldn't reproduce that and and so you want to confirm that there are lots of sales happening in a niche or around a keyword to see if you even have a chance of getting sales. Absolutely.
0: And people see all these things with best sellers, best sellers, bestsellers. But yeah. the time they go and make the product, like, how do they, you know, stand out when they have all these best sellers and they're making the same exact thing? Like, what do you say to someone like that Yeah, trying to copy? Yes, it's true. Well, okay, let me go back to the the next
1: row or column that I like to look at. And that is new releases. Because if you're seeing that the results that Insight Factory is giving you is showing if these products are having seven-day sales and they're new releases, so that means like they were maybe put out like four weeks ago and they're getting you know 20 sales a, a day or a week, then that's a sign that new sellers can come in and have a chance of being seen in the Etsy algorithm. Oh, I love that. Okay. But, yes, that's what I like. I like the combination. I like to look at both of those because there are some – there are some niches that are just smaller and there are well-established sellers who've kind of taken the whole niche. And so if you're a new seller and, and you're trying and you can't break through or you can't have proof that people are
0: breaking through, then it's just not worth your time. Oh, that is so, so good. So, so good. <laughs> I love that. I'm going to go to insight factory and go research. Yeah. Go to insight okay. factory.
1: So, but that's the, that's the, the yeah. two keys. And then you really do have to put something new and fresh. Okay. You can't have a, like a, a font change to your shirt and then like use the more or less the same graphics. You do need to come up with something that is still relevant to the market. You don't want to, you don't want to create a design that, that doesn't, that isn't trending, but you want it to be something new and unique that can catch people's eye. So I like to tell people, think about when you go to the mall, how many of the same, like how many different stores have essentially the same products? right? It's like there is a style that is happening and people are going, they want stylish products and they're going to go to multiple stores to to see what they like. Mm -hmm. So we need to do the same thing in our stores. We're going to create things that are trendy and on point and relative to whatever the trend is right now, but it has to be unique. Yes. Or else you're just, you're not going to stand out next to somebody who's already had an established listing.
0: Absolutely. I see shops all the time that Okay, let's say they have 50, right? 50 items, but it's like boring, 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 boring. It's like you've seen it a million yes. times. So no one's going to Yeah. No one's going to buy it. Right.
1: Yeah. Nobody's going to buy it. Yeah, exactly. Especially if you're a new store. It's like if you're a new store listing more or less the exact same things compared to a store that has tons of reviews and you know, their products are well established. It's like Yeah, of course, Etsy's going to send them to them first over you. So we do need to create some kind of uniqueness. But again, you don't have to reinvent the whole wheel. It's just you need to create something that's unique.
0: Yes. A little bit. I love that. How many listings do you recommend someone add? Let's say they're just starting a new shop. How many listings should they add, let's say, within the first 30 days? 30 days? Mm -hmm. Ooh. You know,
1: I don't really have a number. I recommend that people find a place that they can become consistent in because you're going to always need to be consistently uploading and you're not always going to see immediate success. Some people will because they have a natural talent or they have previous experience that they can apply and they they know how to do things right. But you may not be that person. You might be completely fresh. You might be like me where you're like, I don't know how to design anything. Yeah and then the the measurement of su- the measurement of success should come from being consistent in your business and testing new products so if you're a busy mom and you have kids and maybe you're working then i would say try uploading two products a day yeah. you know or batch work on monday and then release those products on tuesday, wednesday, thursday, friday or something like that find a place where you like you're committed
0: Think that's one of the biggest things, commitment and consistency. If people aren't seeing results from what they're doing, it they tend to start being less consistent, right? Because they want to do what yeah. is working. And if they're not seeing those results and they just keep trying and trying, they kind of get defeated. And so yeah. consistency, especially when if you're just starting out, if you're starting with a new product, like you don't know what's gonna hit, right? And so you right. to, yeah, just keep trying and then seeing what your customer base really, really resonates with.
1: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's why I also recommend that people start by looking at what successful stores are doing so that when you're putting efforts into your listings, you are emulating what is successful. So many people miss this step, but I like to say, if you were to open up a brick and mortar store, You're putting hard cash on a store. You bet your bottom dollar, you're going to be researching the location, what kind of buyers are coming through that area, what you're going to sell, how much money you're going to make. But yet when it comes to our Etsy store, we're like, I'm just going to throw this store up and I'm going to list this product because I heard some person on YouTube talk about it and like, I'm going to make all this money. And it's like, whoa. No, let's not do that. Like it is a business and we do need to find where the buyers are at. So if you're just starting out, I like to say at least get to the goal of 100 too. Like 100 is a, a nice place to go because you're going to get through a learning curve. You're going to look back on those first listings. They're going to be ridiculous. It's just what it is. Right. Like, yeah.
0: right. Again, unless
1: you have special skills or previous experience, right. like, yeah, those first 100 listings might be real rough. Right. Okay. <laughs> But it. Again, it's a business. Like you're going to be learning things and and you're you're using your time into the business. It's not hard cash necessarily, but it's your time. And so, you know, be patient with yourself and just find a place where you can be consistent. Yes.
0: I love that so much. Um okay, if you have one last piece of advice for someone who's ready to dive into print on demand, what would that be? Ooh. Advice. Yes. Keep it
1: simple. Keep it so simple. There are stores that I kid you not, all their products that they have are just text designs. Mm. There's nothing special about it. So if anything, just step back and keep things beautiful and elegant, but just do it simply and and be consistent and and just know that it this is possible for anyone. And I'd also just say always be comparing your work to what is successful for other people so you're building off of their success and 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 you're just always making those tweaks to say like wow why wouldn't this listing work but it's and, and compare it next to something that's successful and then and just learn from that and then put that back into new listings and and keep testing out new things so yeah just simplicity consistency and just
0: testing yeah and then You'll get there. I love it so much. Okay, Anna, thank you so much for joining us today. Where can everyone find you?
1: Right now, you can find me in my Facebook group on Shine On Selling Strategies for Print On Demand. We have great conversation there. I post tips about Etsy and selling per-on-demand products. So come join my group there and we'll hang out and you can ask any questions you want and I'll try and help the best I can. Yay! Oh, awesome. Thank you so much, Jenna.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Jenny. Are you a handmade seller and creative entrepreneur who's ready to amplify your Etsy shop's visibility and sales? then I invite you to join my community of more than 1,900 Etsy shop owners on Facebook called Etsy Sales and Marketing for Handmade Sellers. It's where you will get insider access on the latest strategies for writing SEO and for boosting your sales with simple and strategic social media marketing while surrounding yourself with a community of supportive entrepreneurs who are in your corner every step of the way. Join for free today by visiting www jenny-hall.com slash Facebook group. Thanks for listening, and I can't wait to see you on the inside.